cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Markel Bobkovov, owner of The Herbal Care. Markel, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, guys. Very excited about this. My first question would be, with your experience from entrepreneurship, successful in other businesses, why navigate into cannabis with all the restrictions, the challenges, the regulations? Why cannabis? I'll tell you why. Two reasons why. One reason, this is every business I've ever opened, dry cleaners, construction, consulting, uh, four of them are still currently operating for over 10 years. So, you know, we, we, they do well. I've never been in an industry like this. Like, I'm not opening up a business. I'm opening up a brand, you know. I'm opening up a company that I want everyone in Manhattan to know about, everyone in New York to know about, you know. My space, I want it to be like, I'm already working on other licensing so I can open up the same store somewhere else. You know, it's, man, it's just been, it's been something else, you know, just this whole process. And I know that cannabis in New York, it's a wreck with all these illicit shops. That's my point too. All these illicit shops are selling all this garbage, underpriced or overpriced garbage in their stores to kids, to just anybody who's going to give them 50 bucks, you know? And I think there needs to be more um, owners like me to get into the cannabis space and open up as fast as possible to get these guys out of, out of our spaces. You know, uh, we need to control the New York market, not the illicit shops. And right now, the illicit shops control the New York market. So give our listeners a little insight look into kind of the location where you're going to be opening up shop and then take us through the process of the challenge of finding a location and then you know, the process of kind of working with landlords for the financial limitations, and then would kind of expand some of the other fun challenges, like the injunction process. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. So grueling process, I mean, grueling. So first of all, my store, uh, we're the first store to open up on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, which is very refreshing to a lot of people because they're all opening on the Lower East Side. So having the first store to open up here, I, I, I've been getting a lot of support from the community. They're very excited about it. We're a very high-end looking store we're giving the upper east side an upper east side store you know like we're in a very expensive part of town we don't want to just open up a store we want to open up an experience for people i think we did the job with that uh hopefully one day you guys can stop by um but i really think we we hit it on the nose with the experience so we're on the upper east side so i got licensed back in april one of the first rounds and so hard, so grueling. I have four other rents, like office spaces that I'm renting in New York and LA. I've never had so much trouble finding a location. Any, I had no buying power. Any landlord that I talked to, there was no negotiating power, none at all. You want, I want 25,000, take it or leave it. And I put in maybe 50, 60 offers all the way from Times Square to the Upper East Side. And I accepted everybody's offers. I'm like, okay, whatever, 10 year lease. Six month deposit, twenty five thousand a month done, and they still come back to me with a higher rent, a higher deposit. Everybody, every single one, when they find out it's for cannabis, 
they add this like 25% cannabis tax that blows me away. And when you're a little guy like me and you don't have DASNY funding or like these big MSOs with that's giving you all this money and you're funding the whole operation yourself, it's like these things matter, you know, that extra hundred thousand you're spending on a down payment, that's your budget for, for your build out or for your inventory, you know? And it's like these landlords, they're letting all these smoke shops open up and sell product and giving them retardedly dumb low rents. And I'm coming in here trying to do something right, legal for the community. And literally they're all just ripping me a new one. It's like a 1500 square foot space on 23rd between 5th and 6th. They wanted 18,000. By the time we finished negotiations and I already approved the 18,000, they came back to me five other times. We ended at 33,000. So I want to stay on the story though. So you you finally lock in the location. You're probably ecstatic. You can lock in some of those line items on that business plan that probably needs to be refreshed. Then the injunction happens. So what is the internal process? What is the internal process? Like what, what are you doing in that moment? Are you getting information from your lawyers? Are you reading like what what are you doing? And then how do you proceed at least to try to keep the business moving in the right direction with knowing that you're at yeah. standstill? So it was it was crazy. So a month before the injunction happened, a one month before the injunction happened, I signed this heavy lease, like a two million dollar lease on the Upper East Side. And a month later, we find out about the injunction. I found out about it. OCM pulls me. I'm in LA. Um, at this point, I was still going back and forth. I permanently moved back to New York in September. Um, I was in LA, in LAX, just got out of the shuttle bus to get into LAX airport, coming to New York. OCM calls me. They're like, hey, um, we need one last thing from you for licensing. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get it to you tomorrow. The next day, I find out about the injunction. And everything shut down. The whole city cannabis industry shut down overnight. I called my lawyers. Um, I called my whole team. I'm like, hey, what, what do we do? Like, can we still continue? Should we continue? We just got the space. We already started the build out like two, two weeks prior to that. We just started the build out already. Um, we've paid vendors a lot of deposits because we need them to start the build out. And we decided to probably make a very dumb business move, which really paid off. We never stopped anything. It was business as usual. We continued the build out. We continued to, OCM didn't talk with us because they weren't allowed to. So I couldn't get my license from them. I couldn't get any emails from them, nothing. So I'm kind of going in with this blind, going off the regulations and my lawyer's information, what they know. And we're just doing it. We're paying all these people. We're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars without knowing really what's going to happen which was the scariest part, you know, like one of my dry cleaners in LA, I sold to invest into this business. I moved me, uh, my kids out to New York for this, you know, like I put a lot into it just on personal side. So when all of this happened, it's like, I felt like I was, you know, I tell people this a lot. I felt like I was um, in Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory and I just got the golden ticket to my golden ticket getting taken away from me and not ever getting it back. Like, that's how I felt. So let's slightly switch gears. Dream smoking session, three people dead or alive. Biggie, uh, uh, um, Eminem, and let me think, let me think, George Bush. <laughs> I love it. That's a, it's a trio. George Bush. <laughs> 
What is I the- want to smoke a joint with George Bush and find out what the fuck went on during his administration. <laughs> Probably going to be more than a joint. <laughs> what is the most expensive lesson you've ever learned? And you know what? It was actually in this space for this store uh, with contractor. So being that we have a certain budget, you know, I want to save as much as I can wherever I can. So I needed electrical done for the whole store, like brand new electrical. Like we did this whole, like this store was just one big box. We put like five offices, a basement, like we did so much with it. So the electrical was a lot of work, you know, a lot of work. So I went to a few companies and they were giving me these crazy prices, crazy, 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 crazy prices. Like almost in the six figures, almost. And then I met these two guys. And they're like, yo, you can pay me by the day. And I said, you know what? That sounds good, guys. <laughs> what these guys pulled on me, man, it, it was ridiculous. I lost so much money because of them. I lost, just because of these two guys, I spent like 40, 35, maybe $40,000 more on labor just because of them. They were bringing like a whole crew and they were like doing like five things a day and like looking busy, but not really busy. And my cameras aren't up yet. And I'm still traveling back and forth in LA. My brother still has the dry cleaners. So like I was going heavy on trust and I shouldn't have done that. And I ended up paying like seven guys a day, five days a week for like a month and a half of work, two months of work almost. And it, it went way over than it, sh- it should have. And I lost, I, ha- I paid what though I should have paid those professionals and like an extra 30 grand, you know? And that, yeah, that, and that, the reason that was one of the most painful ones, because that's what you asked me, is because we're on such a tight budget that 30,000 lost for, went to the air, could have went somewhere so good, like whether it's marketing or media or mill work or, you know, anything, payroll where we literally just blew it in the air. And it, it was, then, you know, it just goes to show you try to save a dollar by taking the easier route, the cheaper route. It's always, always the wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Fact. So I think that's, I think that covers that. So Markel, for our listeners, they want to get in touch. They want to visit your store. Where can they find you? Please. 1412 Lexington Avenue, New York, New York, 10158. Upper East Side on Lexington between 92nd, 93rd Avenue. All right. We're that big, big, big store uh, right in the middle of the block. You can't miss us. It says the Herbal Care. We'll link it all up in the show notes. Thanks for taking the time. This was fun. Thank you. Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast over the last few years, can you please take three minutes or less and leave us a quick review on Apple or Spotify? All reviews make a massive difference for us and help other people like you find this podcast. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include 
cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.